Today's podcast is sponsored by the guys in the flag jackets. Gary and Jim are the guys in the flag jackets. Every week, these two sit down and discuss a wide variety of political issues, all the way from the weird and wonderful world of local politics to more obscure political ideas and concepts. Ever wondered about the 1979 Chicago mayoral election? Well, I hadn't either until these guys came along and blew my mind. Or did you know that the layout of the ballot can have a crazy influence upon the way you vote? Neither did I, but thankfully Gary and Jim were there to tell me all about it. So if you want a fun and intriguing look into US politics from a unique perspective, check out the guys in the Flag Jackets podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find the link in the description below. I have to admit, I used to be a little bit of a book snob. I wouldn't even consider a Kindle, let alone an audiobook. It just felt like cheating. But that is until I tried Audible and Open Audible. Ever wonder where I find the time to read all the books that my guests have written on this show? Well, this is the answer. When I'm behind in my reading, I just jump to audiobook. Open Audible is a cross-platform audiobook manager designed for Audible users that can allow you to download, view, manage, and connect your favorite audiobooks on MP3 so that you can enjoy them across all your devices. Best of all, you can control it all from a desktop application. I'm giving away a copy of Open Audible for the entire month of November. All you have to do is sign up to my mailing list. You'll find the link in the description below or go to openaudible.org for more information. Okay, right, take two, since I uh, didn't decide it wanted to work first time around, and as we've discussed, that's definitely Klaus Schwab fucking with us, um, direct from the G20, where he is, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Hervoji, take two, welcome to the show, man. Host of Politics and Empire and TNT, uh, TNT Radio Live Show. Yeah, great to be here. You're doing uh, awesome work. And uh, yeah, as we were talking about, we've we've interviewed a lot of the same people. So we are on the same uh, frequency, I think, more or less. Yeah. And it's a frequency that's like in increasingly seems. It feels like we've got a brand new divide in, in politics and it's like completely based on trust in the government. It's like, I, I feel like that's the, the absolute new dividing line. It's not about left or right for me anymore. It's about, it's about, yeah. It's like, do you trust the government? Yeah, it's, I mean, I view it as if you, if you trust the government, you know, if you have Stockholm syndrome uh, <laughs> and you are a, a globalist authoritarian or you're someone who believes in freedom or liberty and, and, and sovereignty. I mean, I was uh, mentioning in my Telegram channel where I post news that my Mexican president AMLO is a globalist uh, because he's he's pushing digital ID and the algorithm ghetto and a North American union. And there are some people who love AMLO and they're like, oh, you're probably the kind of person that says uh, Biden is a socialist. And I'm like, no, Biden is a globalist. Nothing else matters. It's either like what you're saying. It's globalist, you know, freedom or tyranny. Mm. That's it globally. And left, right doesn't matter. We got left, right and purple and, and 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 blue joining together <laughs> those people who want to be left alone and those people who just don't want to be left alone they they, they like uh you know big daddy government telling them what to do so i <laughs> i don't know what to say about those people yeah yeah i i i struggle with understanding what percentage of those people are morons and what percentage are bad actors, especially the media commentators? Like, to, because it's like, like I was saying before, and we're going to get into this this FTX um, stuff a little bit. 
but I saw people just talking about it, just dismissing all of it out of hand as if as if anyone suggesting there was something weird going on there is like is is a crazy QAnon like level idiot, right? And then like like what percentage of these people do you think are just like they're bought and sold like physically by money and what percent are bought and sold on the group thing just on that comment i mean because i follow geopolitics i i have to you know check in with peter zehan who's this uh, establishment you know geopolitics expert and and to what you just said he he tweeted um another establishment commentator arie kovler who's talking about just what you're talking about you know i think there's evidence you know that uh the ftx was um, being used to, to to launder money for Democrats in Ukraine, blah blah blah, and this guy says in hard MAGA and QAnon spaces, I'm actually anti QAnon and not at all a MAGA fan. Um, so this guy says they're convinced that the FTX collapse was part of the Democrat conspiracy. The claim is that FTX was a front to launder Ukrainian bribe money to Dem coffers, which has been shut down. Now the midterms are over, and Peter Zehan says. Ah, so that's where that came from. I've been getting some weird messages all day. So he's kind of got this, you know, air of superiority. Oh, these conspiracy uh, theorists. So, yeah, it's 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 annoying. And I, I think it's a mixture of everything. You've got people who just are opportunists and care about money and power. That's all. They don't, you know, they don't uh, register with, you know, any other ideology, you know, this this dark agenda. So just money and power. That's it. They don't, they'll do whatever you tell them. Uh, others are useful idiots. And you've got, I think, a section of people that know exactly what's going on. They're in on it. They're these, you know, really sinister, evil, psychopathic people carrying out this agenda. Um, and, you know, some of these people, I think, are actually like you know, Freemasons uh, into the occult. They know precisely what they are doing. So I think it's a mixture. You're not going to have everybody. I mean, I met some of these people. Uh, you know, I was in Geneva around diplomats and some are just total narcissistic, egotistical, you know, people who want money and, and fame and others are just they drink the Kool-Aid. And then there's people there's a few that actually, you know, I think they're the ones who are steering the useful idiots, uh, you know, that these are the people that know exactly what is going on. Mm. Yeah, it's like. I can't. And, and the problem for me, right, is that, like, I can't separate out these the people who are just blind from the people who are paid for and it makes it really difficult to know who you can trust and it makes it really difficult to know who's worth talking to because i really try diff try hard right to get like people who buy the narrative as much on this show as the people who are questioning it because i want to talk to the people who buy the narrative and go okay so like what do you think about this like why do you think this and, and try and get, like, answers from them. And, and it's increasingly difficult to get them on the show. But I tell you I, what... I have, I have the same problem, you know? I try to get uh, people who are establishment figures that have a different take than, than I, you know? I, I think you and I, I... I have the dissident take, the anti-establishment take, what I think is genuinely more true. Um, these people won't come on. It's like, because I think they're afraid of the association. You know, they're, they're in their prestigious system career think tanks government and they're like oh i won't i can't go on i mean i had imagine this the agent of david rubenstein uh, contact me 
to, for him to come on. He's like uh, on the board of World Economic Forum. I mean, he hangs out with Klaus Schwab and he's, uh, I think, with the CFR or, you know, he's he's part of the global elites. And then I, I said, sure, you know, I'll have him on. And I never got a response. I think they checked out the rest of my guests and they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to have David on <laughs> geopolitics and oh. empire. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder how much people are like checking out my previous episodes. Because like sometimes I get messages back from people. I'm like, okay, I don't think you've, I don't think you've delved into this whatsoever. Um, it was funny. <laughs> I had, I got like a, a, like one of these press outreach emails, right, from, um, Oh, what is her name? Sophia. Ke- Hang on, let me make sure I get this name right. Um, Sophia something. Sophia Kiani. That's it, right? And she's the 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 twenty year old uh, now UN climate ambassador. Um, who I don't know if you saw the photo of yeah, her yeah. Um, with the with the old guy Tony. From, yeah, Tony Guterres. Yeah, and and. <laughs> The comments were amazing. It was like, ah, yes, I'm sure he really cares about your, you know, <laughs> your opinion on the climate. <laughs> oh, like, I mean, she's clearly been picked because she's, she's like, yeah, gorgeous and on like an Instagram star. There's nothing like policy. There's no policy basis for that. <laughs> anyway, um, I've compl- yeah, so she reached out about, about like interviews. And I got this email like, oh, yeah, we've got full access to her. I'm sure she'd be, love to come on your thing. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, I'd love to talk to her. And then they came back like a week later. I'm like, actually, no. <laughs> they clearly checked out my channel. Uh, which makes me sad because, like, you'd like to think that, like, people would, would, if they think I'm that crazy and stupid, would come on and, and school me and, and you know. I, the- I had one I had one guy, again, this agent reach out. I think he's uh, a British originally. But it was really weird because I think it was some kind of setup because he's re- really well spoken. I, I forget his name now, Adam or, or something. But um, he wanted to he was diametrically opposed to everything. I think probably you and I, you know, he believes full on in climate change. And then and he, he's alluded to it in social media that anyone you know who doesn't believe it is crazy. Uh, he, he's like the only guy still wearing a mask. You know, he full on COVID narrative, full on mm. climate narrative, full on belief, you know. Trump is a Nazi and J6 people are Nazis. Um, and it's like all of that. Is, I don't believe any of that. It's like, why would he want to come on my podcast if literally 100% like there's no common ground? I mean, I'll have leftists. <laughs> I'll have leftists on and uh, both of us believe, uh, you know, th- we dislike the American empire. Mm. Um, but then some of these leftists will believe in climate change, which I don't. But, you know, we have some commonality. But what's the purpose of this guy across the board coming on? I think he just he probably wanted to make me look stupid or or, or, or something. And so I just said, nah, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We're just going to argue for an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to reach. I think the, the biggest problem is like whenever I'm talking to people, like in a sense, if I disagree with them, I'm hoping to convince them. Right. Because I'm hoping in the back of my head that the, the, my worldview is is better, right? Or not even better, but like I've thought about it and I've come to the logical conclusion, right? But obviously there's the there's a lot of cases in which I'm probably wrong on things and I'm like always open to someone changing my mind on something if they can provide me with the evidence. Um, and I think the, the problem is like a lot of these people are, are like, 
they're they're like ideologues at this point. It's like they are one hundred. Like in their mind, there's no chance they're wrong, and that makes it very difficult to have an actual conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, I I just like to talk to people, and um, I, I agree with you. I mean, I would like them to see my side of the um my perspective, but I'm not like I have to convert them. It's like I want to see what you okay. What do you believe? Why do you believe that? Here's what I believe. Always maintaining this mutual uh, respect and never going, you know, uh, crazy and insane. I mean, I just got an email today. I didn't open it, but the title says fake Christian. I don't know if this person's about to go on the rant saying I'm a fake uh, a Christian. And you get these attacks from people. I'm like, I, I don't even have the What a waste of energy. I mean, I don't have the time to do, uh, you know, these sorts of attacks on, on people. There are more productive things to be <laughs> doing. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah, what makes you what makes you say like you you don't believe in 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 climate change? Because like for me, it looks like there's there's something happening there, and that my biggest issue is not like okay, should we you should we not use fossil fuels? Because like that would be great. But I mean, we can't just abandon that overnight. Like sixty million people would die. I think it is in in within like forty eight hours. Or maybe it's more than that, but like, yeah, it's like almost immediately, like millions of people would starve to death, and I don't want that. And I think that the people who are advocating that we need the one point five degree, like by twenty thirty, we have to halt it at one point five degrees, is like, it seems insane to just say it's all right. Give us ten, like it's all right. Give us trillions of dollars or pounds, and we'll make it okay. We've we've all of all of the times in which we've said give us money before, that's worked. You know, all the other times, we've done exactly what we said with it. Um, and I just I the the problem for me is now coming at the point where it's like, do I have to choose between humanity pursuing cleaner and more sustainable forms of energy, and that being packaged up with some sort of carbon credits, digital ID, CBDC system, whereby my payments are all tracked. I can, I get told what I can spend by the government. And like, it's like, if you give me the choice, I pick the other one every single time. I pick the world warming by 10 degrees over that. Like, I just, I can't. And is that, is that where you're like, uh, opposition to it comes? Or do you have like a problem with like the actual concept that the, the, the planet is like theoretically warming well both and i think what you outlined was actually enough i mean the, their proposal is i mean they're frauds we know they're malthusians that they're eugenicists they've lied about everything in the past uh they're yeah. global elites they're global elites that want total controls they're liars that alone for me is discredits their um premise and it's a bit like you know king canute uh, that you know they want to control the weather, weather, global temperature at one degree. I mean that alone is is insane. No one can control uh, the weather, you know, or tomorrow know what's going to happen, and it's total hubris. But I I dove into the science like over a decade ago, and there we we're told that we create CO two, which then this increase in CO two uh, increases the temperature. But then, you know, I've, I've read all these books, I've interviewed some of these scientists, and it's like, you know, there's that BBC documentary, The Great Global Warming Swindle, which is absolutely amazing. And it shows that, no, the CO2, um, what is it? It's basically the sun. 
is the driver, mm. the sun and the moon. And um, what I, I think it was the 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 CO two rises first, um, or no, what, what now? I'm getting confused. It's been a while since I looked at this stuff. But uh, the CO two follows uh, the warming. It gets warmer mm. first, and CO two follows actually. Okay. And things like that, which proves that nonsense, you know, and Piers Corbin, brother of Jeremy Corbin, uh, Piers is an astrophysicist. He's got his weather action um, service where he says this is all bunk and he just uses the solar cycle and, the you know, the, the sun and the moon, the lunar cycle to, to project months ahead of time the weather and his, you know, scientific method. That's his hypothesis. If he can do it accurately based on this model where the theory of man-made global warming is false. No, who's who's more accurate? And I actually taught a course called Environment and International Relations here in Mexico about a decade ago. I bought one of Pierce's uh, uh, forecasts. And I bought it like in January or February. Of, I forget what year, let's say 2013 or 14 or something. And I wanted to use it as proof with my class. And I taught both sides of the story in my class. The official narrative, one day, you know, one week, the next day, we looked at all this stuff to debunk it. Hmm. That's how, you know, that's the approach you should take, right? As a professor, not today. It's all just, you know, the official narrative and that's it anything else you're crazy conspiracy theorists so that's nuts and so i couldn't believe pierce's forecast i bought it like in january and february for north america so we're in mexico and literally to the day he said like in january or february that march 25th you're going to see these historic um floods and storms like in iowa you know the midwest america and I, you know, to the day, March 25th, I still remember that day because it's still stuck in my mind. NBC News, you know, historic flooding in Iowa and Midwest. And all. I'm like, peers, like two months ahead of time, literally to the day predicted the weather. And that, again, stuff like this that makes me think, okay, his hypothesis that anthropogenic global warming theory is total lie. Uh, you know, so, I, yeah, I don't believe the climate narrative, but they mix truth with lies. So, of course, I talk a lot about Pollution's really mm. bad, you know, water being, um, sources being polluted, you know, trees being cut down. Where I live, there's a lot of pollution, you know, pesticide use. Mm. That stuff's bad. But that's not, you know, that's not the climate change narrative. They're they're selling us, you know, CO2. And now it's like, a it's it's a new religion, basically. I talk a lot about this uh, on some of my programs. It's Gaia Earth Worship. Mm. Uh, it's, got, it's got this whole religious cult. It's a doomsday, doomsday cult. And they have this notion of sin indulgences and you have to pay you know carbon credits for this and they want to their solution is this totalitarian as you outline uh system where you won't eat meat you're going to eat bugs mm. uh they're gonna they're gonna you know the rich will continue living normally uh it, it's a neo-techno feudal system at, mm. the, at the end of the day you examine it that's what it is um and it's insane for anyone buying into this where you know you agree to become a serf again like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and do you know what the weird thing is? Like, this is all right. Like, if anyone who buys the narrative is still listening, I'd be stunned. Because, and this is the other problem. Is like, when you, when you, unless, unless we go through, and because, like, you know, we're fairly well versed in in a lot of the the sort of plans and the things that have been sort of laid out, proposed, etc., by people like the World Economic Forum, like the Bilderberg Group, um like the council on foreign relations like you mentioned the cfr like the, the, there's 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 innumerable amounts of the well not innumerable there's a number of massive number of these like networks where where the rich and powerful and influential people in the world get together and they sit around a committee table and they decide 
like what direction they think things might or will or should go. And that is totally to be expected from the rich and the wealthy and the powerful and the influential because, you know, they're the ones in charge. So they're going to, you know, shape the future in the way that they see fit. And the, the disconnect comes, unfortunately, now where, like, when you show people, like, this is their plan, this is what they say they want to happen, and look, we're on step, like, there's 10 steps here, and we're on step six, and they already did all step one to six, and it's like, should we be concerned about steps seven through 10? Go, no, 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 you're a conspiracy theorist. That's one of the keys to everything you and I do. It's one of the biggest obstacles and barriers and i i'm i try, i don't have the answers that's why i do what i do i mean i'm trying to figure out what's going on that's always the purpose of my podcast and people are like let's talk solutions well i i, my, my, I never started about solutions my point is just to observe you know geopolitics and empire figure try to figure out what's going on and what you just mentioned is like i think most people cannot handle they don't want to because to acknowledge what you just said means to acknowledge that we're dealing with real dark sinister evil and, and most people tend to believe oh that they're good by nature i mean i'm a christian and so i believe you know sin is real satan is real all of you we're all sinners by nature and people want to think no i'm i'm good um our rulers are generally good in protecting us and it's a completely different paradigm, what you just outlined, to talk about that we have these elites that want to kill us. People don't want to believe that. That would shatter their whole worldview. Uh, they don't want to do that. They just want to keep things, keep calm and carry on. Uh, and so they, I don't think they want to confront this uh, sort of thing. So they double down, you know, it's the classic Stockholm syndrome, and they just double down on it so, so that they can stay sane and i mean th there are people i've i've heard of friends of friends um you know a friend told me that his friend went down the the rabbit hole with the root red pill and everything and then he just went nuts at some point he just went crazy and he had to go back and take the blue pill and just you know really? start talking really? yeah like th i mean this, this was go, like a, like he just went just like this he, was a, so hang on, wait, how far ago. did how far down the red pill rabbit hole did he get like was he was he had he bought into some of the stuff and then I mean, I don't just... know the I don't know the details. This was over a decade ago, but the gist of it was my friend told me that his friend in the U.S. Um, you know, he he was you know learning about nine eleven, all of these things, and then at some point, like he went crazy. I don't know the details, like how crazy he went, and just had a, like a breakdown, and then he just re reverted back to you know blue pill, talking about sports and weather and making money and girls and all that stuff, and forget about the red pill. So some people just can't handle it, you know, and so yeah, it is heavy. I'm not sure how much I I. Ugh. I'm vaguely in that position because, like, I, I don't know how much I, I believe the, the depopulation agenda stuff. But then I see the things these people say and they do, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, you're making it really difficult to deny that that's what you're doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's like, it's a big fucking claim to make, right? And then you see, like, you know, there's the Georgia Guidestones. just like, keep, keep, uh, keep Earth at the population of, what was it? Is it? 500 million. 500 million yeah and then there's like just you know all you know, you know most of the population are useless and oh, i don't know just the language they use sometimes anyway let's get into some of this ftx stuff um so i'm thinking where should we begin uh let's start with oh the 
people are going to hate me for pulling this one out. Let's go. We'll start with the we'll start with the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I like to have sources on these things, so we'll start. Yeah, we'll start with the the thing that is like the most undeniable one. <laughs> so we got Wall Street Journal. Basically, it seems like what has happened is FTX, who were worth about nah who yeah sorry had assets totaling about 900 million had liabilities totaling about 9 billion um and they were not only lying about all of this they were using the funds the customer funds from FTX to transfer to Alameda Research which was the Bahama based uh, research firm run by the same guy Sam Bankman-Fried um oh thank you Wall Street Journal you can't learn read anymore. So yeah, so then um, it turns out that not only was the money being abused by Alameda Research and uh, essentially embezzled into it, we find out that many, many, many billions having been sent to Ukraine, there was a very strong possibility that some of this money was then being turned around and sent straight back to the US through FTX and then threw Sam Bankman-Fried into both the Republican and Democratic parties. So, what do you reckon? How much of this is a massive money laundering scheme for the elites? And how much of this is some greed driven by one, I say one, ten very fucked up people all who lived in the, the same apartment and seemed to have some sort of sex orgy thing going on i mean i think it's a little bit about of everything you're saying and and as i was saying before i'm not well versed on the technical aspects of all this stuff but i i with all of this stuff i tend to have just uh you know from space like the the big macro view of what's the key point and i feel like the ftx situation sort of confirms my theory which i've held from the very beginning and i'm always looking for evidence you know, to disprove my view and my view has my premise has generally been regarding crypto uh, and Bitcoin that it's an elite project because, you know, you had the Economist cover 1988 talking about 2018. They're going to have this new Phoenix coin and it looks very much like um, the Bitcoin symbol. Um, and then you had uh, the 1990s, I think 96 MIT and NSA paper and electronic currency you don't know who created this coin i i i find it hard to believe you know that one person created bitcoin it's always suspect oh, i had him on the show the, the guy claiming to be him well the, yeah the guy claiming but um i think it's always suspect when you get some technology that no one knows you just came out of the blue like one person i don't think one person cr can create something like this i mean you need a, a team resources to build something like this and anyways the premise is that their end game, I, you know, I, I just go to the what's their end game and then I reverse engineer. Mm. How are they going to get us? And the, the key for me is they want to, because I believe in Bible prophecy, book of Revelation, book of Daniel, all of that, that our end game is a global government that's a, a techno technocratic, you know, dystopia control system. And then just reverse engineer, okay, how are they going to get us there? And you, you see it, you know, they're going to build out regional unions, e European Union, North American Union, South American Union. There's a lot of talk about that now. And then they need the technocratic control system and they need a cashless society. And so how are they going to get us to the cashless society, eliminating cash? They're not just going to appear like these bankers and, and, and government governors and presidents. Say, hey, guys, 
you know, this digital money is cool. Why don't we just switch over and get rid of cash? And we're going to be like, no, you guys are like, you know, pedophiles and murderers. And, you know, <laughs> we're not going to trust you. And uh, they need this. They, they need something sweet, like a, to, to, to bridge us into this. And I, I believe that crypto, Bitcoin and crypto has been that sort of get a wet people's appetites. A lot of people get rich from it. Um, you know, a lot of people did. And that whets people's appetites to to take us to the, you know, these CBDCs, digital currencies. And then things like FTX. I mean, FTX isn't the first. You have Mt. Gox, all these exchanges that are collapsing, that are corrupt, that are Ponzi schemes. The powers that be will turn around and say, oh, look, look what happened with FTX. Um, we, 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 so many people are losing money. It's so corrupt. Um, they're going to use that as a pretext to crack down, I think, on crypto, possibly eliminate it. Uh, so then they're, they're going to say, look, we're going to have the CBDCs. They're backed by the, you know, the government, um, that, you know, that's the way, not this crypto, uh, you know, what's his name? Sam Friedman, FTX stuff. Yeah. You, you the, we can't have that. You know, it's, it's like with anything in, in any other industry in the past, they, they, they have to regulate it or ban it and say, we're going to have the government regulate this stuff and you're going to use our thing. And I, I still see, you know, my premise, I think the FTX example, I think that supports my <laughs> theory. And I know there are people, good people in the independent media, alt media, uh, who are believers in the Bitcoin and we disagree there, but I'm still not seeing enough. And, and I've got great people that I, you know, that I love that I interview. You know, Mark Yevtovich up in Canada does great work. On, on on crypto, I have him on all the time. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bitcoin will prove to be uh, a freedom coin that will allow us to skirt CBDC. I'm still open to that, but as I see it now, I think all of this is pushing us towards mm. this cashless system. Yeah, I can't I can't tell where 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 I think. Like for me, it does seem like Bitcoin is different to all these other proof of stake currencies. Um, but then, um. Craig Wright, Dr. Craig Wright, the guy who I had on the show that, that that claims to be the creator of Bitcoin, he he no longer believes in Bitcoin like BTC. He's building his he's built out a new one that's called BSV Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision, and he claims that that is what we need because it can actually be peer to peer and it can actually handle trillions of of transactions a, a second. And he thinks that the current BTC has become bought and monopolized by a very small number of actors. Um, so he, he, uh, you know, isn't far away from, from, from what you're saying here, which is, which is fascinating. Like, and, and for, again, I, I try to stress this as much as possible for the people who don't believe that the CBDCs are coming. They have been trialed in China for two years. There has been many an announcement from the Fed, from the Bank of England, that they are looking at central bank digital currencies, uh, the Fed coin and Britcoin. And then interestingly, for right today, on the 15th of fucking November, the New York Fed and 12 other, uh, sorry, the New York Fed and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York uh, are going to start a 12-week digital dollar pilot to test how banks using digital dollar tokens in a common database can help speed up payments. So thankfully, it's only about just making payments faster. There's nothing sinister about this at all. Uh, <laughs> But as you were saying about um, the the their pedophiles and and murderers, I just wanted to bring up before we uh, before we get beyond this was that 
the signal hanger, or let me show this to you because uh, I can share my screen for you. Um, no, not that one. OBS virtual, that's the one I want. There we are. So, this is the picture or a picture of Sam, Sam Bankman Fried cartoonized. And this is right beside uh, the actual logo for Girl Lover, Child Love. Um, on the online online media make of this what you will and uh, uh for his company alameda research again just just like a little bit too similar just just a wee bit too similar um to the fbi recognized copy of yeah little boy lover symbol it's 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 so disturbing man like and when are we gonna get a real investigation into all of this stuff? Like, do you think that's actually possible? Like, do you think there's like a realistic possibility of getting the Epstein client list at some point? I I, I doubt it. I mean, look, nine eleven, we're still living with the official narrative. JFK, <laughs> we're still living with the official narrative. Uh, I don't see any of this coming out. And yeah, I mean, what you just showed. I mean, I don't doubt there's something going on there. Um, I just, you know, I think it's, as researchers, you have niches, you know, I leave that to Whitney Webb and Sean Stone and uh, both who I've inter interviewed and, and people like that. You know, I, I've got enough focusing on what I like and want to focus on and I can't look at everything. But yeah, I mean, I definitely do not doubt that there's something there. Uh, that's how the real world operates, deep politics. Uh, it's, 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 you know, there's real Satanism. There's real... Uh, you know, pedophilia, they use that as blackmail, um, all this crazy kind of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. I think it's there. It's just tougher to get to, uh, you know, versus, you know, some of the other topics that we're talking about that's right in our face. And yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and to go back to the, the, the FTX and the crypto collapse thing. I think when you look at it like you have and said, okay, what's their goal? Is the ultimate, complete technocratic totalitarian control. I think what may have been happening is that FTX have been permitted to collapse or driven to by design in order to shake people from the idea that digital payments can be not, built by the government basically that 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 what's happened is like a deliberate pump and dump in order to create a scandal larger than enron that will ultimately lead to mass regulation and people losing trust in the idea that any of this stuff can be can exist outside the government yeah it's like a digital 911 it's a false flag uh, operation and uh, I, this just goes further to what we were talking about. Like today, every day I just wake up and my stomach is turning. Tim Tim Hinchliffe, uh, who lives down in Columbia, um, writes for The Sociable, great journalist, great publication. I've interviewed him on my TNT show a couple of times. Uh, he's usually the first to, to get. I think he sits through these boring UN and G20 meetings and watches hours of these uh, psychopaths uh, talking. And he, he excerpted a clip from an Indonesian ex-banker minister saying 
talking about. He says, if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, you can move around. He says they're preparing for the next next pandemic. How do they know? And that Indonesia is going to, at the next World Health Assembly, they're going to propose, they already have their Indonesian, you know, COVID pass, digital certificate. They're going to propose that as a model so that all countries in all the world uses this one global, you know, digital pass where, um, and he, he goes on to say basically that they want, and for the next, he, he, he said, we don't want to have a complete lockdown. We want to allow some people to move around. Mm. And we're going to have have to have all nations, one global digital COVID-1984 pass. And then people who test and vax, they can move around and the economy can still sort of continue. Everyone else is going to be completely locked uh, down. And so all of this stuff goes hand, you know, comes together. The, ca- the cashless part the digital ID part, the digital passport mm-hmm. uh, part. And so if you don't do what they say, you're shut off, you're in the algorithm ghetto. I mean, there's plenty of other examples. Uh, I'm just reading now that the UN, in, in Greece, a football player got a 5,000 euro fine, 10 year, ten months suspended sentence for calling out uh, you know, LGBT stuff, uh, propaganda and children, mm-hmm. uh, them pushing the child gender kids to switch their gender so insidious there's the there's the you there's apparently the eu or un law um that that's anti-racist to 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 say that children can't change their genders is anti-racist but think about it myself as a christian the christian principle is that that's wrong that's a sin so Mm -hmm. your anti-racist law is de facto anti-christ it's anti-christian law so how can you say It's anti-racist law, but it's 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 then that becomes anti-Christian. It's also anti-Islam and anti. Yeah, I was about to say there's 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 religions that are a little bit sort of harsher on on this sort of thing than Christianity. It's not inclusive. It's not inclusive. It's not tolerant. They 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 lie and they say to us, "Oh, this anti-racist law is is all inclusive." No, you you are actually now directly attacking most of the world's population and again that's going to be in this digital system so if you don't agree with child children changing their gender if you don't get vaxxed your passport's not going to work mm. you'll get fined uh and they'll just deduct that fine from your bank account so yeah. <laughs> can you can you see my screen here that i'm sharing at the moment no okay can you see it now yeah, that's Tim's uh, clip, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I just wanted to play this for people. In case they don't believe us. Yeah, I don't hear audio. We can fix that in one second. Knowledge by WHO. Yeah, this is just from yesterday. If you today, have been so. vaccinated or tested properly, These people are psychopaths. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which blocked the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the, uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. So the next one, that's the one, that's the line that gets me. I'm like, man, really? Really? Like, 
like I said, it's just, it's so, it's so insidious. Like, I, I don't understand how people aren't freaked out about it. You, do, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 imp it just makes no yeah. sense to me. It goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, I just think of all the people around me here in Mexico. They just comply. They don't ask questions. They uh, hold in higher esteem and regard their comfort, their earthly carnal material comforts, and they don't want to budge. They don't want to give up any of that. They're not willing to sacrifice nothing. I mean, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to starve to death, including my family. And it's just like, I ain't given an inch. You know, my forefather is fought in you know wars and tyrannies in in, in europe um my my gramps i'm told was a nazi prisoner for six months he survived but you know my uncle fought uh, against the serbs defending our uh, the territory of croatia he's still alive and it's just like no it's in my blood right? and you know and now as a naturalized mexican i still don't understand with many mexicans with two revolutions you know all this emiliano zapata pancho villa stuff viva viva mexico viva la revolucion where is that? Where is this feeling? You guys are just masking up, injecting yourselves, testing daily. I'm like looking around. Not, no, that's not to say every country there's a different degree of submission and, and resistance. And there are Mexicans, of course, resisting. But it's my goodness. I was like, I don't know. And, and, and people who haven't experienced uh, tyranny in recent uh, history and don't have that recent memory, um, they're more likely to comply like in the americas that includes canada and usa whereas people from europe you know i've interviewed a canadian pastor that was jailed uh arthur palowski from uh, communist poland his forefathers lived under the nazis he lived under uh, the commies he knows the smell of tyranny mm -hmm. uh, i do as well that's why from the get-go with this whole pandemic business i'm like no that's tyranny it's nothing to do with health or or virus or, or pandemic and so but other people who in the historical memory it's you know it's been a few centuries uh, they forget about that so mm. yeah well it's a very well known saying you know those who those who fail to what's it fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it something like that we are definitely repeating it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing how you watch like humanity go in in patterns in cycles um like do what what do you make of the 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 whole um fourth turning um yeah i got the book right there behind me uh yeah i mean i think a lot of these authors again there's no one that gets it correct scientifically but you've got peter turchin uh uh you've got um the fourth turning you've got the elliot wave cycle you've got kondratiev i think he was killed by stalin for creating an accurate forecast model uh so you've got all of the different <laughs> way these these waves and turnings that are all i think onto the same idea with different variations i don't think any one of them is like, like uh, the best i just kind of read turchin and i read um fourth turning neil how uh the author and and others and i put them all together to in my head to formulate my own thesis but yeah i think there's definitely something to this a generational cycle or few generations where there's a rise and fall is the same with empires. It's like, uh, I think there's a science and physics to this, right? Um, you know, Jim Rickards, I got his books. He talks about systems complexity theory, and it makes sense where when you build a new system, it could be a city, a house, an operating system. Initially it takes, um, you put in a small amount of energy and effort 
and you get a big, uh, what do you call it? You get like a large um, outcome. But as the system gets more complex, you're having to spend more energy to get less um, mm. out of it. And then yeah. at some point you cross this Rubicon where the thing just collapses because it doesn't make sense anymore to put you know, so much money in or energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, that's basically where we're at in terms of like trying to squeeze economic growth from a system that's continuously become corrupted. You know, you need like... And they, a, ju they just kicked that can down the road. The, the, the road. That's why, as you said, we're, we're done, but then they create this virtual space, metaverse, uh, this carbon scam, and then that's where they want to continue. Uh, in the physical space, there's no more runway left, so they create this virtual space where they can continue, uh, you know, this uh, scam. Yeah, it's it's. I get concerned about where we're going with this. Like, I really do, and that, like, and um, I have quite a, like a friend who's who's fairly religious, um, and he has been encouraging me to explore these ideas and i find myself honestly like during during the pandemic i find myself uh, the, the moment i most heavily can considered like the, the extent to which christianity is accurate and to the extent to which the bible is is like a i don't want to say a real book <laughs> that's not the right word, way of phrasing it but in the sense in which the bible has has theistic power or something beyond our it's something beyond like the the conception of humanity basically and do you know the one you mentioned the end times there and we've been talking a lot about the digital id and, and everything and the thing that that like really became crystallized as terrifying in my mind was um the mark of the beast little bit of revelations where they talk about you will need the mark of the beast on like it's on your head the the line is um, in order to buy, sell, or trade. And, like, I was just staring at this possibility of the, the vaccine QR code, and I watched people get the fucking thing, like, tattooed on them. And I was just like, it, it what? Like, like, what? Like, how did a book 2,000 years old and more, like, like, write about this thing that's happening now in amidst all this darkness? It's, like, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed a number of people, uh, sec secular people, listeners, uh, some people that I've had on that otherwise were secular and want nothing to do with the Bible. They're starting to talk about this. Uh, there's a few people that I know, especially who were libertarians. Uh, they've suddenly become like orthodox Christians. And they're like, w when when you're in this dark, crazy, you know, the, the times that we're living in, they find there's no logical explanation to this. Until you get to the Bible, I call it the basic basic instructions before leaving Earth <laughs> Bible. But but I mean, there, there's fantastic. So, there's so many other <laughs> there are so many other prophecies. Like it prophecies the creation of Israel, and you think 1948 Israel is created as a state, and and you think about it. Myself as a historian, there's no other people group that was wiped from the face of the earth that's come back. I mean, think about any ancient people group where their language has been revived, uh, you know, Hebrew and they've been put back in their land that's never happened before um and you know there, there are all kinds of other things like uh there was once a west point general uh and he commented on the six-day war in 1967 how israel in six days defeated 12 
neighboring Arab nations. And at the West Point general said, we study war at West Point, um, but we can't explain the Six-Day War. Like, you know, logically or secularly, they should not, there's no way Israel could have done what they did in six days and won. They were against all odds. And then there's like prophecies that talk about, you know, and that's when they took control of Jerusalem in 1967, which again, there's like prophecies that relate to this. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, it makes perfect (laughs) sense. And, you know, it says that we will continue on this path progressively. Things will just progressively get worse until until the end. <laughs> so the real end of history, not Francis Fukuyama's uh, end of uh, history. So, Do you think that's where we're at? I think we're on that road. I don't know, I don't know when it is. I mean, you mentioned this uh, buy and sell certificate. Hmm. It's not nothing. It's not something new in history. Like I learned during COVID, during the, in the Roman Empire, they had certificates. Not vaccine certificates, but something like a certificate where Roman citizens were forced to um, uh, sacrifice animals to pagan gods and Christians, of course, would, and you'd have to have a certificate that you've done that. It's kind of like the, you know, the, the vaccine passport. And if you didn't, you'd get jailed or, or fined or mm. killed. I don't know what. And so Christians would have, uh, they would either, you know, not do that, get killed or fined or just escape, or they would have, you know, their friends give them fake, uh, you know, pagan certificates. Uh, you know, this is Roman time in the, in the Holy Roman empire. You can. I, I lost the bookmark, but I found the actual primary source from like the, the Middle Ages, where the Roman Empire said, if you don't have this certificate, you literally can't buy or sell this certificate that says like you submit to the Catholic uh, Church. And so, mm. this is I, the, the way I view it. It's a recurring theme throughout history because the devil is through time. I'm trying to gain control of the world, and he tries. And he fails. Then he tries again. He gets a little more successful, and then he fails. But eventually, he's going to take the whole planet. And the 20th century is the key. It's technology. I mean, the Roman. Imagine how many men you would need, like 2,000 years ago, to take over the literal planet. You know, send them overseas. It's not possible. Mm. You, you can't do it without technology. Like if we were living in the analog old days, there's no way you could take over the entire planet. But with technology, look at the pandemic. All nations shut down. Everyone put on the digital concentration camp. Now you can take over the entire planet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that, that, that like makes me more like, it's like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm not ready for the end times yet. Come on. Give Nobody me another is. few years. <laughs> like the, the thing that makes me sort of think, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being melodramatic. Have, is is what you've said is just like there's been many periods in history that maybe have felt like that was it um so maybe there's still a chance to save this world maybe um so like what what do you think's driving this global elite the groups of people like the the klaus schwabs the the Bill Clintons, the Tony Blairs, the the whatever fucking Rothschild. One of them just died, actually, didn't he? The former Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, 90, 91. Evelyn, yeah. the Rothschild. Yeah, that's the one. Like, what's what's driving these people? Like, what, I mean, this, this is, want? you know, sp- speculation territory you're, we're deducing now. That's fine. I don't know. Let's go but again, wild. My, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it goes back to what I've just been saying. For me, I can't get... Uh, you know, normal secular explanation. So again, I default to the spiritual. And I think 
it's what we said earlier. You've got useful idiots, um, you got opportunists, and you've got um, those of us that are being forced into this against our will. Uh, and at the top, the people steering things. Some of these people that you mentioned, I think they're uh, you know into the occult. They're 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 Satanists. They're Freemasons. If you study Freemasonry, they talk about you know to become a Freemason, you have to believe uh and basically like in a creator like in a you know in, in, in be a, a deist at least and the grand architect they call their like supreme being the grand architect and in some literature it becomes evident it's lucifer so the freemasons literally they're led by <laughs> lucifer i've been to the lutz's trust i've been to one of their meetings they were originally called lucifer publishing founded in 1922 by alice bailey based off of Helena Blavatsky Theosophist's work. They literally believe Lucifer is the Christ. They're a UN NGO. They run the meditation room at the UN New York. So again, it's like how I've been Wait, to one of their on, meetings. Hang on, hang on. Can I can I Google this? Yeah, lucistrust.org. In their you, literature. How do, you, how do you spell this? L-U-C-I-S trust.org. I think that's their website. You read the literature. They literally believe that lucifer is the christ where christianity teaches that uh he's the antichrist and they say they're preparing for his return that he's here now and that they're preparing for his return and that we're gonna get be in this like new age new age of aquarius and we're gonna and you subscribe to their new newsletters they're constantly promoting united nations world government uh they say they, they say stuff like meditate and send your seeds of energy and love to davos and world economic forum i'm not kidding like literally you'll find their newsletter yeah go back I'm, and... I'm like like you can see no, my I'm not mouth joking. Like, up here i'm reading it go in their archives of the last few months and you'll see stuff like oh davos is having their meeting the world economic forum send uh you know this meditation uh so that they succeed in, in what they're doing the un the world economic forum so and so these are the people that believe lucifer is here they're preparing for his return they want a un world one world government they're sending, you know, their vibes to Klaus Schwab to, to make it all come together and happen. So, no, it's crazy. And so I think these people are, uh, the, the, the people you mentioned, the elites are occultists. They're Satanists. They're Luciferianists. Uh, they're maybe in their different, you know, Aleister Crowley, that sort of thing. Um, they're, they're into this. And the Bible says that the, the people who control the, the, that Lucifer is the prince of the power of the air. He's the one that manipulates the nations i don't know how that happens the mechanism by which it happens but i really don't doubt that some of these guys you know do do like seances or or cult uh, rituals i mean i've had friends in mongolia i used to live in mongolia i had a friend who was very much into the esoteric she told me she would go on go to the astral plane uh and this sort of stuff so if i know average people that you know are involved in these uh, occult things, you know, why wouldn't athletes be as well? Jesus. So I'm just reading this, man. This is completely bonkers. You found the website? I've, I've, I've been showing it on screen for people here as I, as I scroll through it. This is fucking insane. I mean, you got to dig, dig, dig a bit deeper. You'll find, uh, you know, it's not obvious, but you'll find pages in literature where they talk about, uh, I'm just recalling from memory where they, you say they talk about Lucifer. He's like Prometheus who brings fire to mankind, and Lucifer is a good guy, and blah blah blah. So, and they're a member of the Ecosoc Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just you, just just looking at that. It's like what? 
And I went to their meeting in Geneva. They got three offices, London, New York, Geneva. I've got a pamphlet here from 2009. I attended one of their meetings just to say I did, and it's not a conspiracy theory. And there's I have credibility here. And and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's stuff like this. You know, Spiritual it's, it's not, hierarchy. Yeah. They talk about how this, uh, what do they call it? There's this hierarchy, soul, this group of world servers. Yeah, um, it's beneath the surface. Like, I'm oh, sorry, just let me read some of this out for people. Beneath the surface of, of the information and communications revolution, an arcane process as it works with tremendous implications for humanity's future. In the digital circuits on which the internet, computers, and cellular phones all rely, electricity is made to run through the cir circuitry pattern on a silicon chip performing an ordered repetitive dance, the rudiments of ceremony and ritual. Electricity is the life force of divinity, and the harnessing and directing of electrical behavior is all part of the divine plan. These people are sponsored by, like, these people work with the UN. What? And they love Klaus Schwab, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, there's something here. I mean, Jesus, you can't, you can't is, unsee this. Yeah, if like, you're, what, what, is, if, what, is, what are they fucking on about? If you don't believe in God or you're secular. The esoteric uh, meaning I mean, of Lucifer on their, on their website. It's there. So there are comments on the World Wide Web claiming that the Lucis Trust was once called the Lucifer Trust. Such Luc was never the yeah. case. Lucifer Publishing. <laughs> you see, However, for a brief period, the fledging name was Lucifer Publishing Company. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not the case. I mean, it is, but it's not. So. <laughs> Alistair Foster, Alice, Fo Alice, and Foster Bailey were serious students and teachers of Theosophy. A spiritual tradition which views Lucifer as one of the solar angels, those advanced beings who Theosophy says descended as the fall from Venus to our planet aeons ago to bring the principle of mind to what was the animal man. In the theosophical perspective, the descent of these solar angels was not a fall into, din, or into sin or disgrace, but rather an act of great sacrifice, as in suggested in the name Lucifer, which means light bearer. Holy... You see, I told you that he's portrayed as the good guy. And uh, to to help humanity, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just you know, dig into that. <laughs> I I mean, get some Alice Bailey books, get some Helena Blavatsky books. Uh, you know, subscribe to Lucy's Trust newsletter. You know, keep an eye on on them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. This is insane, man. I mean, like, how are these people working with the UN? That's that's it's just like how do these people end up in these positions? Like if they're not right, they're not all part of some big club, or they're not running in at least the same circles where you know they're meeting each other at parties at the very least. Like right, like how on earth do they get in there unless they have like real personal serious connections to the people running these massive multinational right. organizations? Or maybe they were from the beginning. I mean, I spent well, a year in Geneva, and I would frequently attend, go visit the UN uh, headquarters in Geneva, which used to be the old League of Nations building. Mm -hmm. And I'd have lunch there and um, coffee. And you you can go online find the UN Geneva the map outline of the building and what all, what all the rooms are called. And one of them is called I think it's officially literally called the Serpentine Lounge, Snake Serpent. Satan, you know, and so hmm. it's literally called the Serpentine Lounge. So you've got like all this kind of symbol symbolism all over the place. Lucis Trust, the Serpentine Lounge, uh, and and so on and so forth. So 
yeah, there's no shortage of this, uh, you know, freaky kind of stuff. So weird, man. Yeah. Anyway, Roger, uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. I have had my mind blown. So thank you for that. I always enjoy that. I love coming away being like, holy fuck. That's my favorite feeling after a podcast. So thank you for giving me that. That was that was great. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no problem. Um, do you want to point people towards some of your stuff here before we finish up? Yeah, just geopoliticsandempire.com. Don't type it into Google search because I'm blacklisted on Google search. Uh, and uh, tntradio.live is where I do a two-hour daily live show and I interview people every week. I'm interviewing at least... 10 people plus my podcast 10 11 12 people so it's a lot but uh you know this i enjoy it that's my that's my life and so you know just keep moving forward what what, what can you do yeah yeah anyway much appreciated uh links for everything will be in the description below including all of the mad shit that i have been googling frantically while we've been chatting so uh yeah man thanks very much it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to chat same here keep up the great work Hey everyone, thanks for making it right the way to the end of the podcast. I love that you tuned in this long. Do me a favor, hit subscribe because 80% of you bastards are not subscribing, but you're watching my videos. See you next time. So whenever I'd be out for a walk, whenever I was going to cook dinner, whenever I was doing cleaning, I always used to spend my time listening to music. And I still really enjoy listening to a lot of music, but what I've discovered is that I can consume so many more books when I'm using something like Open Audible. It's a fantastic, fantastic way for me to make my way through all the things I have to read for this podcast, for things I want to read for fun. That's like fiction and nonfiction. Sometimes I actually prefer fiction when it's being read to me. Uh, I like someone doing the voices, like someone, you know, really getting into the characters. In the case of both fiction and nonfiction, it allows me to spend way more time visualizing what I'm reading. So I can think more about the ideas. I can think more about the scenes that people are trying to paint. And ultimately it just gives my brain more space to think because I'm not concentrating on the words in front of me or trying to stay focused on it. Instead, I can just sort of mindlessly get on with whatever task I'm doing and listening via Open Audible. Now, the reason Open Audible is great is because it allows me to do it straight from my desktop. I try to stay away from my phone as much as possible in order to sort of maximize my productivity because it can be a very fast way to waste half an hour. Whereas if I just open my laptop and hit play on Open Audible, I can connect it to my Bluetooth speaker and then I don't even have to go anywhere near my phone. Do you like free stuff? I'm sure you do. Well, I'm going to give away a free copy of Open Audible to one lucky person that signs up for my mailing list in the next month. Now, those of you who are already signed up, don't worry. You can be involved in the draw as well. Just give me a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts and post it on Twitter. Send it to me via email. Respond to something I've posted on YouTube. Somewhere you can prove you've got a screenshot and I will enter you in the draw. I have to admit, I used to be a little bit of a book snob. I wouldn't even consider a Kindle, let alone an audiobook. It just felt like cheating. But that is until I tried Audible and Open Audible. Ever wonder where I find the time to read all the books that my guests have written on this show? Well, this is the answer. When I'm behind in my reading, I just jump to audiobook. 
OpenAudible is a cross-platform audiobook manager designed for Audible users that can allow you to download, view, manage, and connect your favorite audiobooks on MP3 so that you can enjoy them across all your devices. Best of all, you can control it all from a desktop application. I'm giving away a copy of OpenAudible for the entire month of November. All you have to do is sign up to my mailing list. You'll find the link in the description below or go to openaudible.org for more information.